The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show that we just trade and react and trade and react. And we just, I'm sorry, it's Christmas Day. All right. It's Christmas Day. The presents have been opened. Santa hath arrived. And I am joined by the I, I think the um the man with a new apple in his eye, Alex Fast. Why do you say the man with a new apple in his eye? Why do you say Cause, that? Because Brett Phillips is an Oriole now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was going to make that meme today. The like uh, the the distracted boyfriend meme that was like Trey Mancini and then Brett. You couldn't you could do that to Trey, though. You couldn't do that to Trey. Trey. It felt a little too insensitive to do that to (laughs) Trey. But yes, uh, you know, this podcast and this baseball show does not need to be long because why talk about any other acquisition? Uh, then the Brett Phillips one. That's the only important one that happened it. today. Well, there was, right. uh, but it, well, I want to go back to what you said too, by the way, of it being like Christmas morning. It's not just Christmas morning. It's Christmas morning like the year the N64 came out. This was like the mm. one of the best, most I, insane trade deadlines ever. Was that you in that video from years ago? I, I think you, you wore yeah. your pajamas well. The air. Uh, yes. Uh, no, it was it was an unbelievable trade deadline. It was actually, it was interesting. A lot of the trades happened early on a bit. There, I think the later wave wasn't as blockbustery as we've seen in the past. I mean, you know, I started the, uh, the show with Spore uh, and actually later on Jason Martinez, uh, the creator of Roster Resource. Um, from about four to six thirty or so, and four to six wasn't very fast. There wasn't much going on until maybe a little bit at the end. We got some gold trades, but what we're going to do today um, is we're going to go through all of them. Um, there is this amazing article coming out on the site uh, on on Wednesday. It's going through every deal that happened at the trade deadline and why it happened. So in case you missed anything, you have this podcast and you have that article. Go check it out. Stephen Drumright is doing such an amazing job with it. It's amazing. So uh, we figure, you know, what better way to celebrate baseball than go through all the craziness that happened today? We'll also talk about the winners and losers and how we feel about it and all of that fun stuff. But first, before we get to that, have you rated and reviewed this show on iTunes yet? No. What are you doing? Uh, well, we'll, we'll read it out. We'll talk about it. You know, yeah, do it where every podcast or listen to um, help us out a ton. But fast, I mean, you're ready to talk some trades? 
I'm ready to talk some trades. Uh, let's let's dive right into it. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't start with, I mean, not only just the biggest acquisition of the day, the biggest acquisition of the trade deadline, the biggest acquisition of the past couple of years. Brett Phillips, Baltimore Oriole now. <laughs> uh, he, he No, obviously, uh, we're talking about Brett Phillips, uh, number one Baltimore Oriole. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. You're just going to keep going with it? You know, is no. this going to be the um, Brett Phillips podcast, like Kyle Farnsworth? The Brett I Phillips it, cast. You know, the, the, obviously, Juan Soto, the biggest acquisition of the day, along with Josh Bell, the Nationals getting Mackenzie Gore, um, CJ Abrams, Luke Voigt, Robert Hassel the third, uh, Robert Wood, and Jarlin Zuzana. Um, the, really, before we get into the actual talk about the trade, I want to give a quick shout out to the to the meme game of Josh Sperry because he. <laughs> crushed it today he had a he had one that really i mean you could say by our standards went fully viral i'm going to turn my light on real quick so people can see me a little bit better sure. went fully viral of mo aj preller as mo from the simpsons throwing out uh eric hosmer as barney and then him reappearing right behind him uh, that was a plus to me uh, so hats off to him um obviously a lot of turmoil with eric hosmer he ends up in boston first and foremost Nick, what do you think about this trade? Did one team get uh, hosed? Did one team walk away, you know, feeling successful? And then answer me this question, too. Hmm. Will the Padres regret this come 2024? Um, first and foremost, I or think this trade is, uh, is so good for baseball. And why I say that is because the Padres and the Dodgers are now legitimate rivals. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. Juan Soto uh, and Manny Machado and a healthy Fernando Tatis. There's now Josh Hader will get into the whole pitching staff of the, uh, the Padres against Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner and, Clay Kershaw and so on. It's going to be such an amazing energy in September. All the games that they have left. Not to mention, I mean, my fingers are crossed. I'm sorry, Mets. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I'm sorry, whatever the the NL Central is. I want an NLCS of Dodgers Padres. However we get to that, I want it. Uh, That would be such a joy. All seven games I imagine it would go to. So first and foremost, I think that's great. I don't think the Padres will regret it because honestly, we've said this about uh, the Padres a lot. Sport made this really good point today that the Padres make these big deals, right? Uh, mm. And we always say, oh, there goes their farm. And yet they always have more to then yep. do later on, right? To like actually keep making these ma- massive deals. Darvish, their entire rotation fast was acquired through trades. Their entire mm. rotation. I uh, yeah. it's insane. So so well, this is how they work. And I I think that yeah, Mackenzie Gore injured, but but not really that injured. I think he's gonna get his opportunities to develop in, in Washington. Obviously, they gave a lot. Luke Voigt getting thrown in, I felt so bad for. I uh, yeah. like he was so excited by the Soto deal, I'm sure. Then all of a sudden found out he was going to because Hosmer said, nah, I'm good. Um I think this is obviously the most of the nationals could get, and I think they did a good job and I think also Soto and Bell in, in San Diego is, oh, it's so fun. I love this so much. 
the, the, there's no question it's fun. There was a great tweet um, that I retweeted today from at he went to Jared, which is great. Um, <laughs> that was listing out the OPS plus of the one through nine. Um, only one player, and that's Trent Grisham, has an OPS plus under 100, uh, which is just remarkable. We're talking about, uh, you know, he's he's relying on Tatis's OPS plus from years past, but Soto with a 158 OPS plus, Machado with a 153 OPS plus. I also am curious to hear, and maybe people in, in chat can, can do this. We need a great nickname for uh, Tatis Soto Machado, whatever, <laughs> whatever that, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, uh, Oh no! I mean, Fernando, Fernando, Machado, Soto. Uh, mm-hmm. There's got to be three something Dominican there. players. There's got to be something. Three Dominican players. I want to focus on the Dominican aspect because I think it's incredibly important. Someone had a great one called Triada Dominica that I thought was perfect. I think it was Emily Nyman. Um, but I'm, I'm yeah, curious to hear other people's. That's really uh, good. <laughs> but who who is there? Is it a tie or who wins that trade for you? I I mean, winning a trade is, uh, I think, is really hard to determine right now. I think both sides win. I mean, I, th- I think they both benefit from it. Um, and I mean, we'll see. You know, that's always kind of how it, it plays out is we'll see if uh, those prospects are something legitimate for the Nationals over the years. We'll see if Soto does come through for the Padres or if it just feels like they, uh, they squandered this opportunity. Um, but mm. it doesn't feel like, you know, a good trade is one where no one wins or no one loses. Everyone wins, right? Yeah. This feels yeah, like it'll be interesting. I wonder if, if it, you know, they, one of my favorite things when it comes to baseball is flags fly forever. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that is what the, if that's where the trade is valued. Like, do the Padres need to win a World Series with Juan Soto in order for this to be considered a win? Do they need to get to the World Series for this to be considered mm-hmm. a win? Do they need to get to the NLCS. I wonder what the barometer is there. It's an, it's an interesting thing. You know, it's so nebulous. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with the assessment too, that it is at the moment, kind of a win-win. It's definitely good for baseball. And I tell you what, the Dodgers play the Padres Friday. We're going to, oh, we're going to see this Wait, right the, away. There is the other, there's another game on Friday that is cracking me up. Absolutely cracking me up, but we'll we'll talk about that one later. I think I know what um, it is. It, it's unbelievable. It is. Baseball is so cruel. Um, the uh, part of that deal was this whole Eric Cosmer situation. If you didn't hear mm-hmm. about it, Eric Cosmer was supposed to be in this deal to the Nationals. Yeah, and then it came out on Twitter that Hosmer was included, and the whole deal is being held up because Hosmer has a no trade clause with the uh, the Nationals as one of the teams he can refuse a trade to. And the whole idea was that all of a sudden the Padres are going to get this Max Scherzer situation from last year where they had Max Scherzer, then they didn't, and then the Dodgers got him, right? Yeah. And Hosmer rescinded, said, no, I'm not going to do it. We all thought the, the deal was down. We were co- then confirmed it wasn't. Luke Voigt goes instead. Feels so bad for him. But the Padres are pretty much saying, yeah, we got to get him off the books for doing this. So they send him off to the Red Sox. They get Jay Groom back. They're 11th prospect. Uh, and they also send over Max Ferguson and Corey Rossier. And they also have to eat a lot of Hosmer's money. Um, yeah. I mean, the remaining uh, th- uh, a lot of the $39 million over the next three years. So... 
I, I, I don't know really what the um, the Red Sox want out of this. The whole Red Sox thing is so intriguing to me. They didn't deal any of their guys mainly. They made this Tommy Pham deal. They got rid of Christian Vasquez. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll briefly go over those two. Because, I mean, this is going to be a podcast. We're going to list all of them. If it's very fast, then it's very fast at the end. But I think we're going to go over the major ones. How'd you feel seeing this trade? I, I mean, I felt just as perplexed um, as anyone else did. Um, especially because like some, uh, a friend of mine brought up a really good question where he was like, I wonder if every single GM is like, oh, you mean to tell me if Eric Hosmer, if I just don't acquire Eric Hosmer, if I do nothing, then maybe the Soto <laughs> deal doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Is there a collective consciousness about being like, oh, you mean all I have to do is not pick up a phone and Soto is not a Padre? Okay. Maybe I do that. Maybe I do that. Um, so it's kind of interesting to me that the Red Sox were like, all right, AJ, you owe me one. But yeah, I'll take Eric Hosmer because it, it doesn't, I don't know if it necessarily makes the team better. Like, listen, Bobby Dahlbeck is no MVP, but it, is Eric Hosmer a significant upgrade there? Um, and Tommy Pham is, is a good acquisition. He's, he's hitting uh, second in the order for them right now. Um, if they get healthy, you know, they're only what? They're 500 right now. They are two and a half games out of the wild card. They clearly it, made a decision wild. that they're... Yeah. It, but it's almost like they're, this acquisition and the other acquisitions that they made are like non-committal. You know what yeah, I mean? The it's whole thing like, was they couldn't decide. Uh, you yeah. know, they, they had Eovaldi to dangle out there. Michael Walker, Rich Hill. Um, and of course, JD Martinez. And yeah, they didn't do anything there. Christian Vasquez, sure, at the end of the year, and they got something back for it, but they, you know, they had to find a replacement. They felt that it wasn't a major change for them to do that. So might as well get something for Christian Vasquez then, right? Um, and then this Hosmer deal, I imagine they're actually really interested in those Padres prospects. I, they ha- I would imagine so. Uh, Jay Groom, um, mm. I feel like is too much to give for, uh, I mean, a free Eric Hosmer for three years. But then again, it's a pretty much a free Eric Hosmer for three years. At least they have that under their belt. Maybe they see that as more beneficial, um, even though we know how we feel about Eric Hosmer. Um, I am going to keep going through these. I actually want to do very quickly is just do a recap before today, um, just to go over all the deals, because I really want to go over all of them if I can. Uh, so July 22nd, the Mets got Daniel Vogelbach. For Colin Holderman mm-hmm. from the Pirates, okay, I uh, they pretty much just needed someone to go against right-handed pitching. They need a lefty like uh, DH guy. Um, the Yankees got Andrew Benatendi last Wednesday. Um, they gave up um, kind of insignificant prospects in the thirteenth one as Sakeme uh, and Beckway, and then um, Chandler Champlin, whatever. And they kind of spelled their deal of Joey Gallo today. We'll get to in a moment. Uh, the Mets dealt. Uh, for Tyler Naquin and Phil Deal. Uh, for I'm going to mispronounce so many names. I'm so sorry. The Reds got Jose Acuna and uh, Hector Rodriguez, both not right in the top prospects of the Mets. Friday was a big Luis Castillo deal. We're going to talk about that for a second. Um, big deal because keep in mind, as far as all the pitchers on the market went, many consider, I think I would too, Luis Castillo being the premier option, right? And yeah. it's a little rare to see that happens so fast. Normally it does get pushed until late. Uh, but this happening early, I think kind of opened and set the tone for some of the other trades that we had. 
Um, and the Reds got a lot here. They got the number one prospect for the Mariners now, uh, Noel V. Marte, Edwin Arroyo, the number thir- three prospect, um, Lavi Stout, the number five for the Mariners, and Andrew Moore, who isn't rated. How did you feel about this trade fast? Um, I, I, which trade? Yeah, <laughs> this is Luis Castillo to, uh, to the Mariners. The I got, I'm not going to lie. I got distracted because did you see, and this is the fun of this podcast. Did you see how many strikeouts Spencer Strider had tonight? I think I saw 12. Uh, 13. Oh, he just got uh, 13. Oh, that's, nice. <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the, in the, in, uh, on the corner last night. So, you know, you should check that out if you haven't already, of course. But I, I, I think you brought up some really interesting points where my first take was like, this is a park upgrade. This is a defensive upgrade. And then when you start to dig into the metrics a little bit more, you realize, well, he was actually, um, getting some pretty good defense behind him. And I, I'm curious to see, considering the BABIP that he already had, considering the home run to fly ball rate that he already had, if being, in uh, Seattle is going to be that much of a difference for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think overall, it's another thing. Like when I take off my analytical hat and put on my kind of fan hat, it's another great for baseball trade because it takes a team that has not been in the playoffs for quite some time and already it, it you know, puts them in the thick of the wild card hunt. Um, it makes, you know, I think it was Mike Petriello who tweeted yesterday that the most interesting race down the line is going to be who gets the wild card one spot between Seattle and Toronto because Robbie Ray cannot enter Canada. Um, and as oh, a result, wow. if they do not have home field advantage, Robbie Ray will not be available to pitch for the Seattle Mariners in Canada, um, which is not vaccinated. Because he's not vaccinated. Um, I mean, so, theoretically, he could by then. But yeah, if you know. if Andrew if 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 uh, Whit Merrifield decided to to have yeah, a change right. of heart, then maybe Robbie <laughs> Ray could have one too. Um, so wild. yeah, I, I think that's. It. I, I'm very happy for Seattle. I think I have a kindred. They they are kindred spirits because um, they're just like the O's, and that they it's been a long time since they've been successful. So I'm yeah. very very happy for that fan base, which is. You know, who knows how it's going to pan out. But at the moment, it's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes that Julio Rodriguez injury even more painful. Um, and you can just yeah. only hope for them that that will ha- be OK and they'll still make it to the playoffs. Uh, but that's that's a major deal. Yeah, I uh, listen. I want to be very, very clear about this. Julio Rodriguez is awesome. He's the best. Getting uh-huh. injured sucks. It's the yeah. worst. We want to see him run away with that rookie of the year campaign. Right. What that does for the AL rookie of the year campaign is very interesting. He at at this moment right now, season ends, he's the he's the runaway rookie of the year candidate. Right, but if now you Bobby have two Wood months Jr., or sure. If Adley Rutschman catches mm. up in I that knew it. Time, I knew Adley Rutschman is the reason why you care. Oh my god. Bobby yeah, Wood too has a really good it's case. Un, it's unbelievable. I it just uh, oh having a heart is unbelievable. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Having a heart is unbelievable. (laughs) That was why I think you should leave impression. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Anyway, Luis Castillo going to Seattle is a really good thing, and I I cannot wait to see him. Of course, now he people like oh cool. He's you know it's gonna be a better situation now. He faces the Yankees twice. So yeah, (laughs) let's see how that goes. Um, by the way, I do want to say, um, Sacris and chat says Nick uh, outfit change number three today because it's my third stream of the day. I've been wearing wow. something different all the time. It's actually the okay. fourth because for our dev meetings every Tuesday, which is before this show, you have to wear maroon. So I was wearing a maroon shirt for that. Oh my so God. yeah, um, it's just I started wearing maroon all the time. Then they started wearing maroon to mock me. So now it's like the thing. Anyway. I uh, we're going to move on here. So we have David Peralta going to the Rays uh, from the Dimex. You got Christian Serta back. 
Edmundo Sosa um, uh, for Jojo Romero uh, to the Cardinals and uh, Sosa to the Phillies and Chris Martin uh, for to the Dodgers. Uh, while the Cubs got Zach McKinstry. Don't underrate that. You might see a lot of Chris Martin in the playoffs. That was on Saturday. And on Sunday, we only had one deal. Uh, Dixon Machado uh, going to the Cubs from uh, Reynal Espinal from the Cubs to the Giants. So not really too much. We had some movement on uh, on how well Monday was the calm before the storm, except yeah. not. It was a storm before the yeah. storm. There were a lot of little moves here. I... Uh, I, I'm not going to get too far into this um, because there's some a lot, so many names we don't know, but Luke Weaver went to the Royals and the Diamondbacks oh. gave back Emmanuel Rivera. Um, Garrett Clevenger, um, and reverse that. Yeah, you know, I got that right. Yeah. Garrett Clevenger went to the Rays and it felt like one of those, like, ooh, we're the Rays and we're going to make a guy really good as the Dodgers got Hermana Tapia. Um, Robbie Grossman went to, the, to Atlanta for Chris Anglin. Um, Matt Bush went to the Brewers. They needed another opener uh, instead of Wade Miley. So Mark Mathias and Antoine uh, Kelly. Uh, that was a joke fast. You're supposed to laugh. Uh, Jake Diegman yeah, sorry. went, went to the, we were gonna pick up. the White Sox uh, as the Red Sox um, in, the, in the trade of pink laundry. The White Sox got uh, Jake Diegman <laughs> the Red Sox. You know, I think that 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 joke got me on to the MSG show in 2019 fast. Um, but anyway, I read the Red Sox got Reese McGuire. Um, Scott Efros, I uh, went to the Yankees as the Cubs got Hayden uh, Wesneski. They're the seventh. Uh, That's prospect. he's nasty, by the way. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But Scott Efros is a very interesting one. Team control, too, as a reliever. And I think the Yankees see a lot of that kind of like a um, he's I mean, nasty. Yankees, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Tommy Pham went to the Red Sox and was thinking, oh, are they pursuing things? This is what's going on. Is the Reds got a player to be named later or cash. But Christian Vasquez went to the Astros as the Red Sox sent over uh, or got Emmanuel Valdez and uh, Weiler Abreu, 28th and 29th um, ranked prospects, respectively. Um, Adrianza went to the went to Atlanta, traded Harris from the Nationals. I, I went to the Nationals from Atlanta. I'm butchering this. Uh, Jake Odorizzi went to Atlanta. The Astros got Will Smith. That's a very intriguing deal. I do want to talk about that really quickly. That the that Atlanta yeah. may be getting more depth here while Strider might be limited a little bit here and there. And Ian Anderson mm-hmm. might get fewer innings while the Astros get a bullpen arm that they need. I mean, this made a lot of sense, didn't it? Yeah, it did, especially with the context of what happened later on today with Rysel Iglesias being acquired by by Atlanta, right? Uh, because theoretically, you don't want to be losing bullpen arms as you go into a playoff race, and they didn't necessarily. Will Smith's stuff um, isn't as elite uh, as it once was. Rysel Iglesias clearly with better stuff. Oh, yeah, so like while that was a little bit yeah. of a of a of a head scratcher at the moment, with context, it definitely makes much more sense. Yeah. Um, so then the Cardinals made this really interesting deal, which we almost predicted. We essentially predicted, but we didn't, but maybe we did Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton going to the Cardinals while the pirates got a Johan Aviedo and Malcolm Nunez. And there is something I like about Aviedo, but going to the pirates, uh, well, never mind. Uh, I think he has intriguing stuff. He sits around mid nineties. He has some interesting breaking balls, but uh, like I remember in 2021, I called him a young gun being like, Oh, at some point I would pick him up at dynasty. So I think there's something there, but 
not mm-hmm. in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Um, did you know that the Astros got Trey Mancini and Jaden Murray yesterday? I don't know if you knew about that one. Um, you bet your bupkis I did. Uh, the Rays got Jose Siri from the Astros, and the Orioles got Seth Johnson and, and Chase McDermott. Um, Seth Johnson looking kind of filthy fast. Yeah, looking kind of filthy, not going to be around for a couple of years, having Tommy John surgery, um, which is very interesting. Hey, give us the guy that needs Tommy John. Um, but the <laughs> Orioles uh, needed one thing uh, in their farm, and that was pitching depth, and they acquired that pitching depth. I am very happy with the trade. It, it, you hit the nail on the head earlier with San Diego, where it's like, I think it's so incredibly hard to develop pitching. So rather than risk it, fill your farm with unbelievably uh, like filled with upside hitters, knowing that you are going to trade them for elite yeah. pitching. Yeah. Um, the Orioles, That's the Padres I, way, I, baby. I think the Orioles are going to do it too. Um, and honestly, the, the Astros did it too. They acquired Cole. They acquired Verlander. Um, well, actually one of them was, was a Cole signing or is he a trade? Cole was a trade yeah. from the Pirates. Was a trade. Yeah, so yeah, and they so, did the exact so same Verlander as the waiver wire one though. But yeah. Yeah, that's right. Where it was like the facts making yeah. sure it went through at the last second. Yeah. Um so yeah, like uh, they're they're following that methodology, it seems, you know, which makes sense. It's the same front office. So I'm all about it. I'm gonna miss Trey. I think he might be back in two years, but I'm all about it. Sure. Um so then we have two major trades that happened on Monday mm-hmm. that really got us going. Uh there was the Frankie Montes and Lou Trevino. Uh, Trevino, who's now going to pitch to Trevino at times, and it's going to be amazing. Um, for Ken Waldachuk, Luis Medina, Cooper Bowman, and JP Sears. So the Yankees got their guy in Montes. I mean, this is yeah. huge. Uh, and I, I cannot wait to see this in action. Montas is obviously a, a huge get for them. It's very exciting. I think, you know, I, I don't remember which beat reporter it was said, all right, the Yankees are out on Castillo. So now they're shifting all their focus over to Montas. That makes a lot of sense. There's no question, um, you know, about his upside. I think it might have been Eno who was like, the return is kind of not great for Oakland, which maybe kind of suggests that the, the shoulder, shoulder yeah. might not be great. It really wasn't the... Um, the Montas part that was most interesting to me was the Lou Trevino one mm. because Lou Trevino is not a dude, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, who is known for having particularly elite stuff, right? He, he's now, and he's joining a, a cadre of people uh, who have elite stuff, right? Well, I will say um, he struck out 45 batters in 32 innings this year. Uh, yeah, but uh, 6.47 ERA in walking 14 in 39 appearances as well. So yeah. there might be something there that the Yankees say, okay, I think we can tweak this. Yeah, I mean, there has to be that. But, you know, this is a guy relying on four seamers and sinkers uh, who's throwing 95, 96. Um, I don't say that really disparagingly, but I guess if I'm a reliever, um if I'm a reliever right now on the Yankees, I'm anticipating that I'm throwing upper nineties with filthy heaters. And I don't know if he necessarily has that And the slider. He's only throwing a hundred of them. That's his best swing and miss pitch. So it was a little curious, but again, I'm not the Yankees, you know, they're, they're, they're smarter than me. Well, I'm glad you finally admitted it. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> to see Montes do that. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the incarnation soon. Um, the last trade on Monday, the Padres went and got Josh Hader. We didn't even know that he would be Ooh. a thing. Uh, and the Brewers sent over Taylor Rogers, Daniel Lamette, Robert Gasser, their seventh best prospect, and Estuary Ruiz. 
what was your reaction to this fast? This is the one that completely blindsided me for sure. I mean, it's a weird. It's not often that two playoff contenders are like, hey, you want my closer? Yeah. You want mine? No. Oh, OK, cool. Um, <laughs> I understand it uh, uh, from. No, I got to I got to give Milwaukee as an organization a lot of credit. I think they were extremely forthcoming about why this happened. And as, like they released a statement, um, yeah. Craig Council spoke out about it. They were very transparent about like, hey, we pretend to be broke, even though we're not. And we are not going to be able to pay this guy. So as a result, we're going to go ahead and swap him out. Um, he's been struggling recently. I'm sure he's going to overcome and, and be the Josh Hader that we expect him to see. Um, I don't think it is a loss necessarily for the Brewers. But I will say, man, if Rogers blows... A high leverage save in the playoffs. There will be hell to pay in that city. I'll be honest. I'm very happy there was more words after what you said. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was just that was the sentence, and I was like, that, was yes, that was it. That was it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I I can't help but think just a little about. All right, so so Hater had a pretty bad stretch for a bit. Three games in a row with the earned run allowed, mm-hmm. and then a okay and then two more blowups and then okay and then another run allowed and I, I i wonder if the brewers maybe knew something about hater and they would say well let's get out now um mm. while they can still get something out of this and it's kind of interesting i mean you move devin williams into a closer we all know he's amazing he's the airbender so okay that's fine so right who's taking over for that well i think Dennison the met can be that i uh, yeah. and maybe taylor Rogers could be that and maybe it, like they maybe it doesn't actually change. And I know how overwhelming it is to have a guy that has a 42% strikeout rate on your team, how he comes in in a playoff situation and you just feel like he has the playoff electricity. You know mm. what I mean? There's something I, 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 I know it sounds crazy to talk about it like this, but there's something to be said about guys who throw harder with a lot of movement in the playoffs than, than it is in the regular season. You know, you need your Felix Bautista to show up and you feel so much better and that confidence is there with them. I got you. And and if you have someone like a Jim Johnson instead, uh, also you. Wow. (laughs) It's just not, it doesn't feel like it's going to work, you know? Um, I I had to. I I watched uh, him blow the game against the Yankees (laughs) in person and it did not work. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Um, but you understand what I'm getting at of that playoff experience that you need to have those guys. And Devin, you know, Devin Williams can be that. So you remember Josh Hader has that little extra element, and I'm excited for the Padres to have this guy for them. You remember who the hero was of that 2012 uh, ALDS between Baltimore and and uh, and? I mean, how could I ever forget Raul Abanez? <sighs> Sometimes how could I ever how could I ever forget that fast in my in my tenure at MLB? There was a time he was walking around the office and it took every ounce of professionalism to not just flip him the bird. That man ruined so much of my life. And he instead just spiked it into the ground. (laughs) God, that was that was that was also the year Jeter broke his ankle, wasn't it? I was at the game. Oh, wow. I was at the game. This is okay. Very quickly. I, I, we beat the Orioles and we barely, we should not have beaten you guys. It was Raul Banias being ridiculous and saving us that series. The Yankee offense was just so bad. Yeah. And I remember going to uh, game one of the ALCS against the Tigers 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was there with my friend um, Ian Gus, and it was just a bad game. We were getting like you know we were in like the nosebleeds and stuff, but we were like losing. It was just horrible. It was down four to nothing. And so Ian is someone who um, was like, "Hey, let's like watch the rest of it in the atrium and beat like everyone home and stuff." And I normally would be like, "No, but like outright, it's four to nothing. Like feels so bad, right?" Mm. But then I I believe it was uh, was it Arthur Rhodes or. Not Arthur Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, man. What was this closer's name for the Tigers? It was so bad. Okay. Well, he wasn't so bad. Maybe it was Fernando Roddy. No, it wasn't him. Anyway. No. Uh, I, I, oh, I wish I, I should it remember this and I don't. 2012. It wasn't Soria or Jabba Chamberlain. It was. No, no, no. Anyway, um, he had already had a history of blowing games. And Ichiro Suzuki, Suzuki for the Yankees, man gets on first and says, all right, I'm going to hit a home run now, and hits one straight down the line, like the foul pole, like inside of it. And it's four to two. And we're all doing like our math and stuff, being like, oh, it's going to be A-Rod up with two outs or whatever. And A-Rod sits down, and Raul Obanya steps in. Mm. And we all go nuts. We're like, oh, man. And what does Raul do? do? He hits a two-run shot to tie it four to four. And I remember this, and and we everybody was in the atrium watching this. Everyone had like left the seats. And then everyone po- ran into the back. seats. And I, there I am, like field level, Beautiful. right behind the uh, you know, right field line. The foul pole is like 30 feet to my right, and I'm like second row. This is amazing, right? And what happens? Derek Jeter then breaks his ankle. <laughs> standing, like, I'm like right there. So what do I do? They lose this game. I know it's a very long story. I go the next game, the next day. The tickets were $15 for the bleachers that's no one wanted to go to an alcs game two right everyone got swept everyone knew we were going to get swept and so it was saturday and we we went and i remember this so distinctly i miguel cabrera with two outs it's a single up the middle i'm in the bleachers Mm -hmm. in in left field 15 dollars and this guy in a uh Tiger's uniform start stands up. Everyone's sitting down, stands up and starts clapping and cheering. Right? 2012. And no one says a word. Oh boy. And and all of a sudden, this large man, after about 10 seconds, stands up and with his just his round lips and everything, points out like an opera singer and goes, Boo! And then the entire bleachers just starts raining down on this guy. <laughs> and it didn't matter. We lost like five to nothing or something, you was, know. And it was like, this is the why did I ever get this ticket? Why did I do this? And we got swept, and that was that. Was that and the yes, year so that I remember? Raul Abanez in twelve and twenty twelve. Yeah, they went to the World Series and lost to the Giants as the Giants. Uh, Sergio yeah. Romeo Romo threw a 0-2 fastball down the middle that Miguel Cabrera just looked at and walked home. Um, I think Jose Valverde might have been the closer. You're that's the one. About. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's the guy. Oh boy. Anyway, so anyway, that was, <laughs> that was tough. Um, hope you enjoyed that. I, uh, but what we're gonna do now is that we're gonna shift from Monday into Tuesday. What happened today with the trade deadline? But before we do, we are gonna take a quick break. All right, it was trade deadline day. It's Christmas day, and there were some major, major deals. We talked about, of course, the Juan Soto one by an Eric Hosmer, but there were a lot of deals. I'm just gonna go straight through it now. Um, Joey Gallo got dealt. They made it happen. And they got yeah. Clayton Beater. And uh, I love Grant Brisby forever. He's one of my favorite baseball writers. And of course, he says the Giants have been searching for Clayton Beater for years. And that's 
That's, that's good really stuff. Funny. Yeah, that's right? good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. Happy for Joey uh, Lindsay Adler with that fantastic article in the Athletic that you should go read, where you just felt so much for that man. I did think it was kind of ironic that he is going from one fan base that is notoriously uh, 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 cruel to its players who are underperforming to maybe another <laughs> fan base that kind of feels the exact same way. Um, yeah. But I, I wish him the best. I hope he has success uh, and, and can turn it around a little bit because I know it was. Uh, listen, just needs the beard back. I think it's a little bit of expectations are different now. You know, Joey Gallo was supposed yeah. to be this like big, good fit for the Yankees. This is just kind of sure. like free money for Joey Gallo. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Now, Clean Beater, I will say my what I've read is that he is an explosive reliever type. Chaotic, but can throw hard and be kind of you know, as profiled as like one of those major reliever types as a possibility. So very mm-hmm. curious about that. The Yankees are just taking a chance on that one. Might seem down the road. Uh, the Orioles made a major deal. For mm-hmm. trading away Jorge Lopez, I, I, I gotta say, I don't know anything about these these prospects from the Twins. Okay, K. A. K. Povich, uh, Yenier Cano, and Juan Rojas and Juan Nunez. I got through it. Um, but you gotta be thrilled that like he got he got things for Jorge Lopez fast. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, he's also been struggling as of late, and there have been few ninth innings where he has looked completely shut down. Um, it wasn't a surprise to see him go. He also, there are really good articles about him on The Athletic, about his his family and the difficulties that he's had in his past and just how oh, wow. amazing of a human being that he is. So uh, the, the Orioles really rallied around him, and he's apparently an, 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 just a great A human being, so you should check out that article about him. Yeah. Um, but uh, from a baseball's perspective, I thought it was interesting to see what not to move forward too much, what the Blue Jays were able to acquire um, for Anthony Bass and Zach Pop uh, compared to what the Orioles were able to get for Jorge Lopez. Um, Jorge Lopez, I think, overall having a better year. Um, Zach Pop probably has better stuff, former Orioles prospect as well. Cade Povich, Ben Palmer had a really good tweet today about his breaking pitches. Um, not too well regarded in the Twins organization. Once again, though, fits into the theme that we were talking about earlier about the Orioles acquiring pitching depth and boy, did they ever just by getting four warm bodies. Happy that they were able to get something. Felix Batista, I think probably the closer of the future for Baltimore. Um, so that's nice to see him settle into that role. Um, thought maybe they were going to get a little bit more. Instead, they decided to kind of spread it thin and get four dudes. But yeah, happy, happy. He's on a, a good team. Excited to watch him in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Blue Jays, I think, made a necessary deal where they just bolster their pen a bit. Got two guys mm-hmm. instead of one. I think that's a good move for them. Jordan Groshans, uh, Groshans going off to the Marlins. He's apparently the number four prospect for the Jays. So Maybe that works out. Uh, Brandon Marsh and David Robertson were both acquired by the Phillies. They also required uh, Noah Syndergaard here. So, uh, so the Angels got Logan O'Hop, the number three prospect from the Phillies for Brandon Marsh. Uh, the Cubs got our very own gift master, Ben Brown, um, mm. the number 26. <laughs> I won. Uh, it's just the same name, guys. I'm just having a joke. And then Mickey Moniak and uh, JDL Sanchez are going to the Angels for Noah Syndergaard. Moniak was the 1-1, I believe, yeah. back in the day, uh, which is very interesting. Um, but let's talk about the, uh, the, the quickly Marsh and, and Robertson here. And, and actually, a whole package here. The Phils sure. got the, each of those assets. They got a bat. They got a reliever. They got a starter. How do you feel about this? 
Um, well, considering the Phillies are currently in the process of getting blown out by Atlanta 13 to one, you can tell that they definitely <laughs> need a little bit more uh, pitching help right now. Um, I always wonder what's going to happen when any good reliever goes into Philadelphia because they just seem to be able to work magic and having all their relievers be absolutely terrible. Brandon Marsh, a lot of swing and miss in his game, but a lot of really good upside. Definitely a defensive upgrade for that team. I think it'll be great to put him in center, be able to have him as a little bit more of a stopgap until you get Bryce Harper back. Um, Noah Syndergaard, I mean, I, I'm happy to see him on the move. I think it's great for baseball to see him pitch against the Mets. That'll be a lot of fun the first time that happens. And I'll be really excited to watch that game. Uh, obviously, they, they get a little bit better. Um, I don't trust the Angels system to really develop people at all. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with Maniac. Well, maybe as humans. Do. I mean, we got Joe Madden to get a mohawk. <laughs> That's true, but did he? Did, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Did it happen? Because we never saw it. Uh, it's still, it's still the best story. Um, yeah, I, I don't really necessarily trust them. You're right, though. Maybe they help them develop as humans by looking themselves in the mirror and saying, "What am I doing in this organization?" Um, I still can't believe that he got fired with the Mohawks. The Mohawks. The, it's the best. Just, just the narrative. The, the, the mental image in my mind of him sitting in a recliner, hanging up the phone, looking in a mirror, and he has a Mohawk being like, "Well, what am I going to do?" Uh, I'm sorry, it, I'm laughing. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, I think it's all good moves for. For Philadelphia, I don't know if this makes them more competitive against Atlanta and New York. Uh, so we'll see. All right. I I mean, I think Syndergaard had to go somewhere. So good on the Angels for getting something back on that. Taking a you know, lottery ticket, Maniac there. I, I I think it's a good deal. All around, so kind of surprised that uh, Marsh was dealt separately and then they went back for Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of how deals go. Maybe there's something else. Sure. That, fell through fell or whatever it is yeah uh but yeah good stuff for the phillies i mean they're right there in the wild card they have it right now the third spot for the national league so i i like this uh they needed the help across the board and uh that's pretty great to me the mets their biggest deal today was darren ruff yeah and surprisingly they had to give up not just jd davis but zaputsky i uh, they didn't they've lost uh zapucky or whatever you want to say i uh, nick zwack wow what a name us Knicks. I, I remember him from the convention, but still, I uh, and Carson Seymour, not major prospects here for the Mets for Darren Ruff. And I understand that Ruff little scratcher. Well, now Ruff has an 887 OPS against the lefties is the thing. So mm-hmm. they they essentially see this as a better utility play than JD Davis. Yeah, I, I think it was Mike Petriello who might have tweeted out about the similarities in terms of I don't remember what the metric was. It might have been OPS plus or, or something and how they were virtually the exact same player, um, except Darren Ruff has many more years on J.D. Davis and J.D. Davis is still in arbitration. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't really walk away thinking that the Mets won this trade. I mean, J.D. Davis, considering the amount of control that he has, the amount of versatility that he has uh, defensively, I guess. I I understand he's not like the best offensive player and he's kind of a platoon bat, but this didn't seem like a step up for them. This didn't seem like them really improving. It does. It is interesting. Vogelbach being good against right-handers and then Ruff being really good against left-handers. I think that's what they're going for here um, as much as they can. And maybe, I don't know JD Davis's numbers for against, the uh, against lefties, but I imagine roughs is better. So then you have that better pairing off. Uh, so it's good to know, by the way, AOC said, Hey, we developed Reed Detmers. So come on, be easy on the angels. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, now, even, even a even a broken clock is right twice a day. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're a broken clock. I. Oh, here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. Yes. Sorry. Please. Darren Ruff, a 35 year old righty, mostly a DH, has a career 113 OPS. He got traded for JD Davis, a 29 year old righty, mostly a DH, who has a career 113 OPS. Yeah, that's oh what I understand, but it's they're getting rough because of how good he is against righties this year. That's what's going on. And they don't believe in J.D. Davis. Um, but all right. I, Jordan Montgomery. This is, I think, it was the shocker to me. The, when you talk about the last 10 minutes, uh, things happened out of nowhere. I mean, there were three deals that happened. There was uh, two others we'll get to. But Jordan Montgomery, all of a sudden, being dealt by the Yankees. who's He's firmly in the rotation. And Dumitar yeah. Herman was out with Frankie Montas and Severino still yeah. hurt. Like this is their this was their number five or four. You can even say above Tyone if you want to argue that. Going for Harrison Bader, who is currently in a boot, um, <laughs> and it's a situation where if Bader doesn't return in the season, uh, the Yankees will then get a player to be named later, I uh, or cash instead. I mm. uh, and it's shocking. Because there's still some team control for Jordan Montgomery. That is a serviceable starter through the year. And when the move happened, we thought, oh, man, they're going to get Pablo Lopez. They're going to get someone else. uh, Martin Perez, Rodon, whatever it is. And then poof, it's nothing. I think all Yankee fans on Twitter are absolutely enraged about this right now. What do you see happened here? Um, well, first of all, I want to harken back to what you said earlier in the podcast. Was this what you were talking about with the poetry of baseball as Jordan Montgomery? Oh my God. Pitching I, yeah, I put out this tweet. I put this tweet out is he's currently saying, I was looking at roster resources. I was just kind of curious how it played out. And Jason put it as Jordan Montgomery will be pitching on Friday for the Cardinals, which is against the Yankees. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Jordan Montgomery getting dealt from the team that drafted him and everything. I believe the draft at least came up with them. And he gets dealt out of nowhere and has to now start against them against, on in the other Friday. division too. Three, I mean, in the other yeah, uh, league, like, it's just like the league, chances of me. this three days later. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have, I have sympathy for the guy. I also have to even think just a little bit. There is a confrontation, a very small one, but uh, uh, Montgomery game pulled from the game against the Mets, and I believe the third inning or so. And I, I think you could see him say why mm. to Aaron Boone. And I'm not, this is me just whatever. This is pure conjecture. But I do wonder if there was some element of discontent or something like that. Maybe. That that maybe rubbed the wrong way. And essentially it's like, all right, you know, we'd rather go with a defensive specialist than Harrison Bader. Yeah, I, it was... A, it, it, they got rid of depth too with Montas by getting rid of JP Sears, who I really did think was going to be an interesting rotation option for them. You have, like you said, Severino with a strained lat, uh, who's now on the 60 day IL. So you have to think from the Yankees perspective. I mean, you're only thinking about the playoffs right now, right? I mean, you're, you're as close to a lock as you can get with the lead that you have in the division and the offense that you have. So now you're probably thinking, do I have a one, two, three punch? going into the playoffs, right? So that one, two, three punch now is Garrett Cole, Frankie Montas, and then one of Nestor Cortez, Domingo Harmon, Jamison Tyone, and Luis Severino if he returns and can maintain health. That's not the scariest one, two, three 
punch, right. especially with Garrett Cole looking a little bit more human recently and Frankie Matas being a question mark. So I think if I'm the Yankees fan, if I'm a Yankee fan, yeah, I, I am a little bit like, okay, I, I trust this organization. You know, they're, they're arguably the best team in baseball right now for a reason because they're being led by the organization that made this decision. But at the moment, it is like, did our route, did that move make us overall better? Is it a, like, uh, yeah, it makes so, us better defensively, but so does it overall some, make us better? There's something to be said about this. Um, essentially, Jordan Montgomery, let's say he's the number five, uh, going from Montgomery to Herman, right? The difference of that, and we're talking about over 10 starts essentially the rest of the year. Uh, let's say Montgomery pitches better than Herman in three of those games, right? Mm-hmm. That's potentially three losses that you yeah. get. Um, because of it, the Yankees are so far ahead um, in the AL East right now mm-hmm. that in their, you know, in their idea is like, okay, we don't need to invest to try and improve those three losses theoretically. I mean, I think that's that's essentially saying three war difference between her mind mm-hmm. and Montgomery for the end, which I think is very aggressive. But anyway, but still, I yeah. that's kind of the thought process of this. I think where if you're playing for the playoffs, Jordan Montgomery does not really push the needle much. Then you can make an argument that Harrison Bader being healthy does help them for the playoffs. Much better outfield defense um, could be a good replacement for Hicks or it could be a replacement for for whatever. Uh, That might be something that's very helpful for them. So, And also Bader's there next year and it could also be a play for next season where Bader is a part of that crew now too. That might be the thought process here. That said... I really wish they had another starter because, yeah, I mean, with Severino yeah. being hurt, I think it changes everything here. And I, uh, I don't think Jordan Montgomery is interested in the problem. I think it's more of just a question of wait, the Yankees need to get something else too, and they didn't. Um, we're going to move on here though because we have ten well, minutes wait, to go. One, oh yeah, one, sorry. One sec, very quickly. Uh, there is something important because isn't isn't this the first year too where like the one seed gets the buy right? Um, it's uh, there are three reason- wild card teams. The two first two teams get the buy, and uh, the oh, it is one and two. Yeah, it's it's six okay. teams are in the playoffs. Oh, right? you know, three, I'm, conf- I'm conflating with one. Yeah, I was conflating with the NFL. I apologize. Um, I'm sorry. What'd you do? I conflated with the with NFL. What? On Christmas Day. <laughs> do I'm not, Jewish. This is the last day that we have before football arrives. I'm Jewish. Okay. Um, Tyler Malley. Oh, man, I love this. Uh, the twins got Tyler Malley. They dealt Spencer Steer, their seventh prospect, their 18th prospect in 23rd. I'm not going to pronounce all these names. Uh, Malley going to the Twins, I think, is amazing. Uh, better yeah. division by far. They, he's on the best offensive team in it. Gets the White Sox, the Guardians, the Tigers, the Royals. The, uh, the home park is better. And honestly, I love this so much because the Twins need to win one game. They need to win mm-hmm. one playoff game. They don't need to win a series. They just don't. They just need to win one playoff game, and that stupid curse is gone. It's broken. Oh. The whole they've lost eighteen games in a row, whatever it is in the playoffs. It's insanity, and I love that they've made moves to just try to get rid of that. They don't even need to and win you, past the first round. Just win one game. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about the. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I. It, it's. I, you can rarely look at a pitcher's home road splits too seriously. Tyler Molly's oh, home Tyler road Malley's splits are the worst thing uh, ever. Uh, it's awful. So it's a, it's a win-win. Oh man. I, uh, so, so I love, I love this and I got to say hand to the reds. They actually did make trades. We didn't really know if they would. They yep. made another one. They traded away Brandon Drury for Victor Acosta, uh, the number six pro- prospect for the Padres. The Padres just did more stuff. 
I and nice all. Yeah, I mean Brandon Hurd, Brandon Drury. Sorry, excellent player, and it's just about where is he going to go. We don't quite know. Um, it there are a lot of uh, there aren't too many holes, especially with Fernando Tatis coming back soon. Um, does he displace Profar, Kim, I, mm-hmm. Will Myers? I mean, what's going on? Uh, we don't really know. Uh, we'll see there. But props to the Reds. We were saying they might just not do anything, and what did they do? They did the major things they needed to do. Trading with yeah. Jury, Mally, and Castillo. So props to them. They also dealt with Tommy Pham to the Red Sox um, the other day too. So I mean, good job. You got things done. Um, you have uh, Trevor Rosenthal and two, two two small reliever moves here. Trevor Rosenthal, who the Giants just got, uh, sending off to the Brewers uh, for Tristan Peters, their nineteenth prospect. Um, we'll see if Rosenthal can make an impact for the Brewers. I think it's just kind of like a ceiling reliever. Um, hopefully that will make the uh, playoff stretch for them. Michael Fulmer went to the Twins, and there's more relief help. Sure, all right, mm-hmm. they'll yep. take that one. Um, good job, Tigers, getting some deal done. They decided to trade Tarek Skubal ultimately, but then again, the arm injury. I think I had people scared in the first place. Um, we have a few more, very few left. Uh, the Jays made two deals uh, that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Last minute ones. Uh, for both. Uh, one is Mitch White, yeah. uh, which doesn't seem very significant, but keep in mind, they also got Ross Stripling from the Dodgers before, and it panned out. Um, they didn't really give much up here. Um, I mean, imagine you're on the same page with maybe some piggybacking, maybe some like backup depth that they really need something, uh, but it doesn't really seem like a major move for the Blue Jays. No, yeah, I think I think it, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It doesn't seem anything more than a little bit more depth. I mean, they could, they could use that pitching help, and Mitch White definitely has the upside where he could theoretically pan out for them. But I think that Merrifield move really is the is well, right. That's the other one. So the yeah. Royals dealt Merrifield after Merrifield did not play in Toronto. He was not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now he gets dealt to Toronto. So it's like, all right, fine, I'll get vaccinated. Which is kind of like, dude, just what you wouldn't do it for your team before. I uh, it's kind of yeah I don't know it, it, it rubs me the wrong way um now they sent Max Castillo and then Samad Taylor to get him there's a thought that Springer is more hurt because of this deal because it's kind of like where's what Maryfield gonna play I guess it's the outfield helping covering mm-hmm. for uh the elbow injury that George Springer has but I mean that offense just gets better and yeah. they are going to be scary if that pitching holds up in any way they're my they're they're still my World Series uh choice. Uh who is Whit Merrifield's father? Because clearly uh, he was a major leaguer. Um and we have Rysel Iglesias last minute here. This is the last major one going off to uh, Atlanta uh for Jesse Chavez, who I feel like has played for every team at this point. Mm-hmm. And Tucker Davidson, who's had some moments in the limelight for Atlanta. The Angels get him uh for Rysel. And honestly, to me. Concerning, I've I've focused on Tucker Davidson a little bit. Seems a little light for a very solid bullpen piece. Yeah, uh, not really walking away thinking that the Angels this was really fair or the Angels really kind of won one here. I mean, I know we're not talking about Jorge Lopez. We're not talking about Michael Fulmer. We're talking about a guy with with really really great stuff that's been you know he was arguably the He's best reliever in baseball yeah. last year very consistent it's been good wherever he goes um you know it has to a little bit more this year four or four era as opposed to the two five seven last year but still for sure it's strikeouts and 35 and two-thirds innings 16 out of 19 on the save chances like Arzell is still a very good reliever 
Yeah. And so what is Tucker? I don't know. What what does Tucker Davidson really give you? Um, you, you, you said you hit on all the big ones, but you didn't. You missed a very big one. Oh, stop that. You're going to talk about Michael what? Givens, your boy huh? from before. You're going to talk about Michael nope. Givens. Not talking about Michael Givens. Uh-huh. The biggest trade of the day. Don't so not Brett Phillips. No, not <laughs> Brett Phillips. <laughs> friend one, of the Buzz? podcast. Friend of the podcast. Uh-huh. Number one best boy himself. <laughs> Matthew Boyd is a Mariner. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The boy boys. I know it's kind of wild, right? Like, I mean, what are we going to see from? I think actually more interesting in this deal. This was the uh, the Mariners getting Kirk Casale and Matthew Boyd from Michael Streifler and Andy Thomas uh, goes to the Giants. Both are not rated prospects. Uh, you want to know what I think the most interesting part is? Hmm. Kirk Casale and Luis Castillo were former teammates and oh, pitched really well. And Ben Rosener uh, of, of, of the site of PitcherList had a really good tweet about it, about how well Luis Castillo pitched with Kirk Casale. Maybe he becomes a personal catcher. Something to be said That there. is very interesting. That's a great perspective too. I, I also, you know, we joke a little bit, but like Matthew Boyd was just doing his rehab in San Francisco. I don't think the Giants, like that doesn't seem like a person that the Giants are like, hey, we got a Matthew Boyd who wants him, which means that Seattle probably called and was like, hey, we want Matthew Boyd. So that yeah. that's interesting to me. That that is very mm-hmm. interesting to me to see what they do with him. Maybe they just convert him into a reliever and have him throw a thousand. Well, that's sliders. what they said. They see him as a long relief or like a mm-hmm. yeah a, a smaller role this year. So we'll see what goes on there. I mean, that's uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Could be activated at the end of the month is what I uh, Steve Drummer wrote. And by the way, look out for that article tomorrow. It's a massive chunker. Yeah, as fast as to say. Last ones here, you know, Jake Lamb went to the Mariners. Uh, the Dodgers got a player to be named later a cash. Also, Romine went to the Reds. Uh, Cardinals got cash. Jeremy Beasley to the Pirates. And Brent Rooker was traded for Kim Gallagher. And that's about it. We did it. We got through all of them. Oh, Sandy Leone for Ian Hamilton. So the Twins got the, uh, a backup catcher in Sandy Leone. Michael Givens uh, went to the Mets for a little bit extra relief help. I feel like Michael Gibbons was already a map, but I'm thinking Miguel Castro. Mm-hmm. Um, and both Orioles. Yeah, that's why I confuse them. I, uh, but that's it. That's the trade deadline. We got through all of it and we just nailed it in time. Unbelievable. Didn't talk about Brett Phillips, but that's okay. Uh, what do we, what, what do you want? Brett Phillips is fun. not an Oriole. He was DFA'd by the Rays and the Orioles. I guess sure. Whatever. It's we'll just fun, it. Nick. It's just a little fun. It's <laughs> nice to have a guy who loves the sport. And I'll tell you what, we're two and zero oh since we lost Trey Mancini, uh, which kind of cracks me up. Oh, as we you know what, beat up, you know, on, I think the funniest thing about Trey Mancini, you know what his last at bat was in, in Camden? It was the inside the park home run. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a wonderful? Oh, it was a plus. <laughs> it was a plus. Oh man, but th- this is the trade deadline, and like this is this is always so fun to see everything just craziness happen. I. Uh, who had the best day as we got one more minute left here fast? Ooh, uh, wait, uh, best overall trade deadline or best Tuesday? Best trade deadline. Um, you, you got it. You got us. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to say San Diego. You got yeah, it. it's got to be the Padres. It has to be the Padres. Yeah. I'm going to say a sleeper is Atlanta. Um, and another really I got just hats off. Good job, twins. You did what you needed to do. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're excited. I'm excited for you. I hope. I mean, you maybe need one more. Rodon going there or something like that. Who faltered the most? 
Uh, the Cubs, not Dylan Contreras. Very interesting. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I would say maybe the Red Sox for being this purgatory that that don't we don't gain at all. It's just kind of a waste, if you ask me. Um, but that is is it for today. Uh, I know it's crazy. No wild thoughts, no other stuff. But this is important. We got to nail down the things for all of you. Thank you all so much for subbing to the, the, the show, uh, getting PL Plus, all that fun stuff. Support what we do. Uh, but that's going to do for this episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. My name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast, and we'll talk to you guys next week.